Hello and welcome to More Life, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the last forgotten characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, and just quickly at the top of the show, it is allergy season, so if I sound slightly off, I am stuffed up, but it's not anything unusual. Um, and with me today is Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Hello! Uh, I'm on all the medication too, as a fellow hay fever sufferer, um, but yeah, not too bad uh, over in... I was going to say sunny England, but it is grey skies today and basically how people probably typically picture England as in pretty drab. Well, I can't throw stones from Seattle. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All the American media, which as I understand it, is filmed in Seattle pretending to be every no. other city. Uh, it's always raining. It's literally always raining. So American media films in Vancouver. Oh, okay. What do you think? Oh, how... I, I was told it was Seacouver. It's like is that, is that the acronym? Like they use Vancouver and Seattle to represent everything. No, they don't. It's actually really hard to film in Seattle, from what I know. Um, oh, okay. But it's what it is. Is that generally, it is um, Seattle is the stopover location coming back from LA, uh, from Vancouver to LA, is my understanding. Okay. So it's like a lot of, from my understanding, people stop over in Seattle just as like, here's your port to get back to the U.S. And then we're flying to L.A. Oh, okay. So it's like a sort of a, a hobby, a hub, a hub, hub point that people never really actually get out into. Yeah, at times. Um, so and it, also it's really expensive, right? That's a thing I hear? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. But yes, uh, would you mind talking a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, uh, I have been playing... So I, I got introduced to War Games with Warhammer 40k, which um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people got introduced with. I was basically moved to the big city after university, uh, which... Is that, is that college in America? Yes. Not sure. I know, not quite, yeah, okay. So after university, I moved to the big city, which in this case was London. Uh, didn't know anyone. Didn't know what to do. So I thought I was just literally wandering along. I came across a games workshop store that we have over here. And I think you have a few over there, but literally over here, there, you can't throw a stone yeah. without hitting one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I went inside. It was like, oh, it's, uh, it's two in the afternoon. Sunny. I'll go inside. And uh, they got me interested in 40K again after I mean, I'd seen it when I was a a child but yeah it's like oh 40k again okay fine i've got disposable income i've got nothing to do with it that allowed me to go to a games club met new people made friends in in the city which is fantastic um which i think is the big thing about this hobby for me personally is meeting people and making friends um you know crushing people and lamentations of their women is not a big draw for me (laughs) but i know it is for some people um but yeah, so met people. Uh, that was 40k. Moved from 40k into playing all the Games Workshop stuff. You know, at the time, Warhammer, Fantasy, etc. Went to a few GTs. If you Google my name, yeah, plug shameless. Uh, I'm on the Googles, having won one of the the GT heats. Uh, there's an awful photograph of me. Don't Google it. Don't 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 do that. Uh, but yeah, there's an awful photograph of me having one of the heats there. So I, I have been competitive. Um, uh, and yeah, then I basically after a while I, I realized that it wasn't really it wasn't really doing it for me like the problem with uh, this is obviously a few years ago but obviously there were lots of updates and it was bits it wasn't really what I wanted to play so I moved into other games moved into things like Guild Ball 
which I really enjoyed playing uh, until unfortunately it got ceremoniously unceremoniously canned by the manufacturer, which I thought was a shame. Um, and then I was sort of flapping around looking for something to play. Uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, was sort of always, it was, it was there. I was like, oh, I'll probably, I'll get around to that at some point. And I thought, okay, uh, I might as well have a look at this. Bought the box set, played uh, played one, like went to a tournament with literally just some painted models going, oh, they'll teach me at the tournament, see how it goes. And I, I would actually encourage everyone to say that you absolutely can play an event with just your, your with your dollies because it's a very easy to, to learn game and people are very friendly and, and and really welcoming in this community so i went to that and then lockdown happened covid just yeah. came out of nowhere uh and for so for two years it got frozen didn't do anything just painted models bought more models painted some more models uh and finally we're now actually being able to do things in real life again which is fantastic and i'm really enjoying uh, sort of growing my local community fantastic um, and speaking of local community stuff, I do want to shout out that uh, I am hosting an LVO qualifier in, on June 11th at Mark's Boarding House in Bellevue at time of recording, which is over a week away from when this will a week in the past from when this, this comes out. There are still 15, <laughs> trouble. There's still 15 out of the 32 slots left, but we are disappearing fast. With a month to go, we've already booked half of our bots. Wow. Oh, so, so I'm so glad to see that this game is really accelerating out the gate now that yeah. people can sort of start going places. And I know that there are still restrictions in different regions and different variations, but it's good to really see that people are getting back oh, yeah. together again and having that community spirit. Um, and in that, uh, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Okay, so I this isn't he's never going to come to MCP, almost guaranteed. But what I would love is Hyperion and the hype the reason why i say hyperion who's basically let's be honest is superman um uh, because personally first of all i love superman um yeah i know that he gets the rep of, of being a bland boy scout blah 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 and like batman gets all the cool stuff for some reason because people like a vigilante that runs a millionaire runs around punching people um but for me I just really love the ethos of Superman, the whole idea that um, he effectively wants to make the world a better place, he wants to inspire hope, that he basically protects people, all that sort of thing. I really like Superman for that reason. So yeah, he's a Boy Scout, but I, I like Superman. I don't like the fact that they came up with a lot of interesting inventive ways to try and make him vulnerable. That was dumb. But other than that, uh, Superman's pretty cool. So Hyperion, who is effectively the Superman analog, um, I really find quite interesting because he can be anything. Like he can be a villain. He's a very effective villain because obviously uh, he's very powerful and can be used as a foil for the Avengers or foil for a, a large group of numbers. Um, but also he can be a hero. Um, he's obviously been a hero in his, his long life. One of the things I really liked was that Marvel did a, and I cannot remember it because it's been a while, but did a sort of a, a Marvel Knights version, I think, uh, where it was like they reimagined what would happen if basically all the DC heroes came to Earth because they already had a lot of these uh, properties that they previously used. And they did one with Hyperion and the idea of what happens if he fell to Earth and was taken in by the military, for example. And it's very interesting. I thought it was a, it was a really good uh, sequence. So I really enjoyed that. So yeah, so I really, really love to see Hyperion. He'll be like a 10th threat character. <laughs> totally impossible to have. But yeah, it'd be great if we ever had him. Very fair. Um, I love how many different characters we get on this show when I ask that question. 
I, I think, I mean, this, the thing is, though, they, they're running so quickly through characters. Like, I would have said things like, as the person we're going to talk to you today, I'm not going to spoil his name yet, just yet, although probably in the title of it. Um, but I would have said, all, all the characters they've been reaching out, I would have said, oh, yeah, we'll have to, oh, he's already in there. Uh, I, no, he's already in there. Uh, so, actually, I like to feel that, you know, Hyperion is one of those. Uh, I would also, my secondary character, I would have said the Sentry for similar reasons. And I think Sentry offers a different question. So, yes, and Sentry, I'm pretty sure, is the one they have explicitly talked about being the character that they want to bring the game, but not sure how they can do it. Yes, because I think, and the interesting thing is, I mean, obviously Sentry, uh, I don't know too far, but obviously Sentry is the other side of the coin. Hyperion is just Superman. He's just a very powerful model, and you can basically make him like an 8th threat, 10th threat, have a yeah. million things. But Sentry, obviously, has the void, and, and that whole, how would you model that? How, how would you yeah. put that on the tabletop to make it not just... A Superman character, but a Superman character with his flaw, etc. So I think that I can see why that Sentry is probably much harder to do, but a much more interesting to do from a design perspective. Because designers love to do fun stuff. That's oh yes. Mm-hmm. I remember a little while back, Danger Room did their most wanted list, and I looked at it and went, "Yeah, none of these are going to be in my top five. And then I would have <laughs> made my own most wanted list. So, I mean, I, I asked this question actually to my friends because I was trying to, one of the things to grow, grow the community is a lot of, when you speak to people who are saying, what's this game? It's Marvel, blah, blah, blah. You ask them, what's your favorite character? And you say, who would you like to play? And like, sometimes you get a hit and say, he's in the, he's in the game. You can play Iron Man if you want to play Iron Man. Or yeah. you can play um, uh, yeah, Scott Summers if you want to play Scott Summers. Um, but some people, some, a lot of people, a lot of people, like it's weird. A lot of people said Nightcrawler. I'm like, okay. I was not expecting that answer, but you want Nightcrawler in the game? cool uh so yeah hopefully uh nightcrawl at some point he's yeah. he's really popular yeah he is um i maybe think it's because alan cummings is such a fantastic actor well i also think he was one of like the major players of two different generations of x-men cartoons true that's true that's true i, I mean for me uh, definitely uh, well i mean i did read uh sort of whedon's astonishing x-men run but uh, definitely the 90s show is like embedded somewhere in my brain i'm never going to get that that time back also on the other hand i have x-men evolution embedded in my brain oh now i have never seen x-men evolution but it's now i believe on disney plus so there's no excuse so i should totally watch it uh trashy goth school rogue is my favorite rogue okay very good interesting yeah because i have a type Well, I mean, that's the thing. There's so many reasons why people could pick a character. Like, yeah. that's. The, I mean, some people pick it because of, some people like it just because they think of the rules. Some people watch the films. Go, oh, yeah. oh, I want that character film. Some people go, I just want to have that archetype. Uh, the idea, um, like Kitty Pride, is another one that comes up all the time. I'm I like, okay. So I am worried about her because she's definitely on my list. I think she's my number six. Okay. But I want she's the all, more all the modern. I want the more modern version of her. No, they're going to do. They don't need the classic pride. They're going to do classic. They, they've obviously shown with what they've done already. It's clearly they're going for like a classic aesthetic. And that classic outfit is her worst outfit. <laughs> give me pirate captain Kitty Pride or give me death. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is with this game, um, obviously they can release newer. Ver- I mean that they've obviously said that they, oh, yeah. yeah, they love releasing like new versions of things. We've already seen it with the character we're going to talk about today, um, and uh, Black Widow, for example, that she's had obviously two iterations oh, yeah. as well. So they can easily do lots of iterations, but I feel like they're definitely going with X Men for an aesthetic of. Do you remember the '90s cartoon? Well, we've got that view. So, and I think that is fine on the men. The women's costumes were just horrible for the most part. 
I'm not going to lie. I was painting up Jean Grey the other day and going, oh, God, this is so bad. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, shiver. it's just yellow. It's so I yellow. shiver at the day we get an Emma Frost model. Um, and it's the 80s cartoon Emma Frost. And we're just like, oh, Oh no! I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember how I'm used to... The only picture I have of Emma Frost is the the, the woman all in white fur, or obviously the, the crystal version. Yeah. Um, so I'd be no, interested to see. Yeah. So I'd... in the eighties, uh, and I think this carried into the cartoon, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. They might have cleaned it up a little bit, but not much. Uh, she was pinup bikini character. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Pinup bikini and cape. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's, it's interesting because like, one of my favorite characters which unfortunately you've, I think you've already done which is why I didn't select him was uh, Captain Marvel I really like Captain Marvel yep. I think she's a very interesting character um, she's obviously gone through a lot and that's going to do a lot of heavy lifting uh, in the in the comics um, but purely from a sort of uniform perspective if you look at her early uniforms you're like going oh my god this is just cheesecake come on <laughs> it's like, oh yeah <laughs> it's like guys i know that you probably haven't talked to women because it's the 60s or whatever but come on you don't need to do this to your female characters and it's it's good to see that they finally evolved both her and other female characters into oh, yeah. a much more realistic uh, sort of representation. So I am not opposed to cheesecake when it understands this cheesecake and does not try to rise above that. Uh, in that, I am side-eyeing Vampirella. I was, was going to say Power Girl. Power Girl is, is much in the same way. Um, they've done a little bit more with her in recent times. Yeah. I but mean, like, Vampirella and Red Sonia are like the two people I can point to and go like, they understand exactly what they are, and they are having fun with it in the trashy B movie way. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, there is a t there's a time and a place for everything, oh, yeah. of course, and which everyone can enjoy as long as it's not exploitative, etc. Uh -huh. But uh, it feels like for mainstream characters, particularly ones which are going to be converted into like other media, like movies uh -huh. and TV and what have you, it would be better if they were, you know, a little less ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I think, I don't know if you discussed it before, but I mean, obviously we're a Marvel, this is a Marvel podcast, but the, the whole thing around Power Girl was just ludicrous. Reading the story around what happened with her design. It's like, yeah. really? Really? That's yeah. so childish. Yes, very much so. Uh, but who is it we are supposed to talk about today? So today we are going to talk about Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Not... Sorcerer Supreme. Not That's strange. just good old, good old Doctor Strange. Um, so it's Doctor Strange one, if you prefer, in some parlance. Yes, and he recently had a movie which I have seen and am planning a bonus episode. But the short of it is, I kind of hated the movie. Ha <laughs> ha! To war. Okay, so it's interesting. So, so I really, I really enjoyed it. Spoilers. I really enjoyed it because I thought they actually sort of nailed a lot of the things I was looking for, personally. Um, but I can see why it's a bit of a Marmite experience in some ways, because um, it's undeniable. It's very different, I will say. Without doing no spoilers here, obviously, we don't want to, people may not have seen it. But with, it's a very different film to other MCU films, I think it's fair to say. Um, no. I, think, I think it has fingerprints from Sam Raimi all over it. Um, I think it's just a very, I think it's just a very interesting film, and I quite like it. But I could see it's Marmite, and I could see that some people would not like it. 
So let me put it this way. I think Sam Raimi is the best part of that movie. Ooh, I think okay. that script is abysmal. Oh, you don't like the script? No, I don't like okay. the plot. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like the construction of certain scenes. Mm. I think the directing is one of the better parts of the film. Okay. So I think... So I think we can say there are other properties, obviously, that uh, Disney has put out on the D Plus channel. Um, things like WandaVision and all the other shows. I think it's fair to say that Disney is is going for a more uh, sort of wider experience now to sort of get the most out of these things. Sometimes you do want to sort of have a look at some of these other media. They're trying their best to make it so you don't have to. Uh-huh. I personally think that you get more if you do experience those other shows. And um, I think for... you get less out of Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange gets worse the more you experience of those shows. Interesting. Okay. We will have well, to we have we a talk off mic about yeah yeah definitely i was gonna say we can't do anything can't do anything spoiler if today but i think that's a fascinating topic to go into i look forward Mm -hmm. to uh listening to uh what you have to say on on the on the topic but yeah i would say that love it or hate it i do think it's worthwhile watching i think it um Mm -hmm. it certainly you know it pushes the mcu forward as all these films do um and i think it'd be um I, i think it'd be yeah if you don't like Doctor Strange or you don't certainly don't like um, his comics, then you probably won't. You'll probably bounce off this potentially. Yeah. Um, I felt it for me. It was very much like sort of the earlier Strange stuff, uh-huh. which is it's 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 kind of wacky. Like I'm not going to. It's kind of wacky, and it, that I feel like this they they were sort of tapping into that aspect. The one thing I will praise from that film, America Chavez is great. I think so. I personally think all the cast are hitting A notes, but that's my personal opinion. I think they're really nearly. I, I I will say this. So I when I watched the original Strange, I did not like the original Doctor Strange film when I first saw it, and the reason why I didn't like it is because I'm British, and I did not know what accent uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was going for because I just got off watching <coughs> him in things like Sherlock, yep. which is good depending on a perspective, um, but he's mess. very good in it. It's it's a mess, but it's a beautiful mess, and he is good in it. Whether you, even if you don't like the, the what else is it, but I was used to hearing him being exceedingly British, and then I watched Doctor Strange, and I was like, "What? What is that accent? Are you like Lloyd Grossman? I don't know where you're coming from. What what is this?" So I didn't know quite what he was going for, and I, I I sort of bounced off it because of the accent. I couldn't really get into it because it was just such so odd hearing that that strange voice come out of him and it's so stupid because i watch all the other mc films i watch lots of media i see people flipping flopping accents all the time it shouldn't be a problem but it was weird um so i bounced off then i um re-watched it and watched uh what if and i felt as far as i think he softened his performance a bit i think he's definitely taken some notes on board and i think he's changed his performance um but i think his performance i felt in what if particularly um, which I've, whether you like What If or not and don't like cartoons, I strongly recommend of all the What If episodes, I really loved Strange episode, uh, which is entitled What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart, Not His Hands. Um, and I strongly recommend you watch that one. Don't watch the other ones, but if you want, it's up to you. But I think that one's really good. And I think he's very good in it because, not being too spoilery, he's literally the only character in it. Like, he holds the entire 30 minutes or 22 minutes, whatever it is, together himself. Like, he's yeah. doing all the performance. So I thought he was fantastic in it. Um, and I strongly recommend watching that because uh, I think he's great in that particular episode. But um, 
and I don't want to spoil it for you because if you haven't seen it, then it's well worth going to watch it. And if you have seen it, you either, again, you'll either love or hate it. Yeah. But I then went back and watched Strange One, and I thought his performance was much uh, better than I thought. I got past the stupid accent thing, which is totally on me, not on him. Um, I got past the accent thing. I was actually watching his performance, watching the sort of the nuance he was putting into it. And I, and I really got a lot more out of it. So I was mm -hmm. really looking forward towards Strange Two. And so for me, seeing the culmination of obviously the other things he's been doing, obviously did things a little bit in Endgame, a little bit in Infinity War. Um, seeing this combination of stuff that he's been doing, I really enjoyed uh, the, that from this perspective. And I thought his acting in this, uh, as uh, with the other actors, was really, really good. But that's that was just my opinion, my my mini review. <laughs> so it's it's I don't again I think the faulty betting on this is the script. I think the performances are solid. I think the only one who's actually served by the script is America Chavez. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, 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 so I can actually, I could actually agree with that, but I think, so for me, I could look past it, but I can see why other people couldn't, but yeah, I, I can see where that, that is a valid criticism, I'm not going to yeah. lie, I think that there, there are things, if I were talking about this on a different thing, I, there are things I could say about that, which would agree with that, mm -hmm. but for me, it wasn't like the deal breaker. Yeah, and for me, it's some of the things they did were deal breakers. <laughs> well... Oh, I look forward to uh, hearing the, uh, the behind-the-scenes episodes on that one, then. <laughs> yeah. But we have Doctor Strange, and this is leader out of their own affiliation month. So, uh, so again, we have leader Doctor Strange of the Defenders, and we will be bringing him out of affiliation. And he's currently in Convocation Defenders and Midnight Suns, so we will not be bringing him in any of those. Okay. So, are there any immediate jump-out-to-you places you want to put him? So, for me... So I, so I, just as a quick diversion, the reason why I picked Strange, and we were, I think he's fascinating in a lot of places, is Strange is in that sort of category of characters that, uh, uh, in this game, which is not huge, of models that can do an awful lot of things and have, ask you a lot of questions. Um, so effectively, you know, if you just look at Strange's card, you'll see that he's got blasting stuff but even his blasting stuff is he can move people around he can stagger people he's got healing on his card he's got the ability to uh, effectively uh, put shields up for people he can re-roll himself all that sort of stuff so he does he, has, he asks the player a lot of questions about how you want to play him which i always like i think that's fascinating uh, another one i would say for example is no uh, cassandra nova for example but you've yeah. already done an episode on her so i'm not going to get to do speak what lovingly about cassandra nova who i absolutely adore in <laughs> the game i think it's fascinating oh, but Anyway, so with strange so with strange as i say i think he's got a lot of things going on so what i thought was okay he's obviously expensive but what are we getting when we get strange and i feel that the thing you're getting with strange is you're getting this turret obviously a turret that can do minute movement manipulation that's great a repositioning and also a turret that does healing and shields and i thought for me personally and this is just my opinion i thought why don't we put him in criminal syndicate yep so so the th my thinking there was, and people are going, that's insane. He's way too expensive. My thinking was this. Criminal Syndicate has, well, they've obviously got Shadowland Daredevil now. So we'll talk about, there's a sort of two conversations we had, if you wanted to, on this. But if you look at classic uh, OG Syndicate, yep. you've got Kingpin. And Kingpin says, we're a bunch of dudes. We're going to stand on points. We count double. And we're going to win unless you can do something about it. And one of the things that also marks Criminal Syndicate is they're quite tough. Like, oh, they've either got damage reduction, high hit points, or both. Mm -hmm. um, so they're really quite good at, as you know, the classic thing saying, a bunch of potatoes that sit on points and go, we win if you don't move, change the game state. 
So, um, and that's obviously a, a huge, huge, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, sort of contraction of what the whole game says. But obviously, that's a very simplification of that. But the, what I was saying with Crimson is I was saying, okay, if you have a bunch of potatoes sitting on points, what do you want to have with that? Well, I was thinking, what about if you had someone who not only can push other people off points, even though you count double, but also can put shields up for people you really care about, say putting shields mm -hmm. around Kingpin, or being down you to do uh, healing to, if you basically want to bring people back, along with his buddy Hood, who is obviously in Criminal Syndicate. So if I was thinking, that's I was going to focus on that sort of aspect. And I think it still works for Shadowland Daredevil, but we can, it's slightly different for him. Yeah, so uh, there are a couple other places I wanted to bring up. Because um, okay. generally we went through like a gamut of, of, of affiliations. And I want to talk about X-Men. Ooh, okay. Uh, he's a medium what's your, what's your thinking? What's your sales pitch for, for X-Men? <laughs> so I have heard a lot about this from Omnis. So not all of these ideas are original to me. Some of these are from <laughs> Omnis. I will say that much. The homage. <laughs> uh, but medium-based to jump over, but more importantly, giving him cover. Mm. Because cover turns a die to a, uh, a shield. And yep. he gains power when he has shields in his role. Yeah, that is very good. That is a very good synergy there. And then he can do a very good job of keeping characters out of range to to ignore his cover. Yep. So there is that. Um, also, Web Warriors. Web Warriors has a massive amount of rerolls and sometimes mm -hmm. just runs out of dice to reroll. Yep. Yep. Uh, so they are... And also Web Warriors love a, love a reposition, there's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, love a reposition. So I think he's, he's really solid in there. And then my Dark Horse pick, because um, I love her, um, and it would also get us hood, is Sin Cabal. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, uh, Sin Cabal, okay. Cause Sin, I, actually, I actually, I like him with Red Skull as well, but I yeah. could certainly see with Sin. Because of this little ability on her, that if you're within two of a allied character, you can get the, a chance for them to drop asset tokens. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. Having the reposition on Strange and adding to the survivability of a team that is trying to go in deep and survive on points to mm -hmm. disrupt your opponent on those points does a lot. Yeah, no, I can see that. That, that is a left field thinking, but I, that's what we that's what we do for this show. I think that's very interesting. As I say, I was thinking far more basic. Um, Red Skull just one of the things that Strange has is power problems, and Red Skull fixes in commas those power problems. Uh huh. So, um, are there any other places that jump out to you as places you want to talk about? So nothing, nothing off the top of my head. I, as I say, I. I power problem for strange which we'll come on to obviously there's the question of gem no gem we'll, we'll answer that in a minute um but uh if you power problems aside, the, the power uh factions usually like for example if you say for brotherhood for example i just don't think they have the points to afford yeah. strange and i don't think he really works in what they're trying to do i think he's actually a good avenger yep just 
because obviously for Steve, everyone is great, everyone, of course, and he has a lot of powers. So powers discounted, obviously you can only discount one, but getting a discount is fantastic. Um, but also um, even, even with Sam, like he's a little bit expensive for Sam, so maybe the fit's not as great there, but um, just being able to effectively, you know, be that blasting, healing, shielding person can be quite useful, even in a sort of a wider Sam Wilson team. But I definitely feel that for Steve, uh, like he's definitely a, a fit there. Yeah. Um, for sure, and that is something that is very common on my local tables, is the uh, Steve-Strange combo. <laughs> I have faced against the 14 of Steve-Strange Cable. I was going to say, I was going to say that, so there's a sort of slight detour to say, talk about Cable versus Strange, because some people mention them in similar breaths. I think there there is a difference between them, but okay. the, the idea being, if you put them both together, I mean, that's just horrible. <laughs> that's just, 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 just Ooh, me. Yeah. Steve like, Strange yeah, so Cable. I've got, I've got four shields. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of shielding. Wow. Good lord, good lord. Yeah, so no, definitely. I mean, that, that could be a very interesting sort of collaboration there with putting with cable. But the I mean, obviously they are similar in the sense of their turrets and they have shields. I think for me the difference between them is that Strange is a little bit more reliable because obviously he gets the reroll, um, he gets power gain, he gets the ability to reposition off his stuff, and he has the heal. So Strange does more than cable. Um, but no, put them together. So it's pretty it's good. The, the thing I have to say is is Strange has a is more consistent, but Cable has a higher ceiling because he has inbuilt throws and inbuilt reposition, self reposition to make sure he is in range without wasting an action. And he's range five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it. Fantastic. And then also, just if you want to play tall, you can play very healy Asgard that also controls well <laughs> with a like Thor and uh, uh, Thor Enchantress. Loki, strange grouping. Mm, I, I obviously, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to be releasing some more yes. for that faction, and I'm very excited for Asgard to hopefully get a bit of a renewal, a bit of a unlock, because I feel Asgard has been sort of quietly slept on for a while, um, and yeah. I, I really would love to see them hit the table like a thunderbolt once again, and be like, "We are back, and we are badass." Uh, and speaking of upcoming models, just a quick note: at time of recording, we have not seen a card for Supergiant or Black Swan, so they will not come up in this episode. Um, so, yeah. Yes, interested. Oh, that's fantastic. So we're going to talk about Strange. We've got a few candidates. Where do you want to start? Uh, I leave that to you to choose which one we're going to build a list around. Oh, tricky. Tricky. Oh, my words. Well, I, as I say, I would love this. I want to put him in uh, in the sort of the, the the criminal syndicate because I think that's a very interesting place. Also, I feel that personally for me, I feel that criminal syndicate is like the darker defend, dark defenders. So for, it just personally tickles me on that level. Very fair. Um, if you want to go for criminal syndicate, let's go for criminal syndicate, and we are going with kingpin criminal syndicate mostly. Okay. I think. Uh, and so we were talking already about Mister Hood, who I think yep. is a great backup piece for. Strange, just double instances mm. of healing, really powerful. Yeah, so one of, one of the things I, I have played with a little bit is you do the chain heal, where effectively Hood heals Strange, and Strange heals someone next to him. Because the, the, the thing that people have, you have to remember with Strange is that, weirdly, he has the shorter range heal, 
Um, yep. so, you, so you have to be a little bit careful with that. It's sort of patch up range rather than med pack range. Um, but if you do, if you are able to do that sort of like long heel chain, it's quite fun. Yes. Um, who is your next criminal syndicate member? Okay. So who else would I do? Now, I am a big fan of Omega Red. Oh, and that is another character with a strong reposition. Yes, strong reposition. He has a little bit of healing. He likes so he likes the healing because obviously he's punching himself all the time when he does his poison explosion thing. Um, he has uh, a little self heal like... and a little bit of flat reduction. Exactly, exactly. So he's a, he's a he's a tanky potato, which Kingpin likes. Um, but he also gives you the tactical options of saying, "Oh, you're over there, but now you're not." So I re so I think Omega Red is a fun little character to have in in the in the lineup, and I think he fits this sort of plan that we're going for. Mm -hmm. I think we need a quick person on this list. Okay. Uh, and a kind of weird choice for a quick person, but someone who I think is surprisingly quick, especially on turn two. Green mm -hmm. Goblin. Ooh, see, I was going to say Black Cat. Okay, fair enough. Black Cat is very, very good. Uh she is always an option on the table that we can bring up. Um, so, so, not to. So, the only reason I mentioned her is because obviously you wanted someone who was fast, and she's obviously a long mover and does all yeah. black cat stuff. But the thing I actually really like about her is the stagger. So she has she has the ability to put the stagger on demand, inverted yep. commas on demand. And Strange has obviously the Crimson Bands of Sitarak, which yep. has the kicker of doing stagger. So you're sort of then you're sort of not just saying we're going to sit on points, we're going to heal ourselves, we're going to be really tough. But you're going to have less actions as well, so I quite and, like that as a sort of, a sort of like a combo. Uh, speaking of stagger, you forget that Kingpin also gives out stagger. He does, doesn't he? You're Hail right. Hail to the king! Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, oh, Kingpin's such a fantastic model. Like, yeah. he, so I feel that Kingpin is so much maligned as just the potato man, like who just sits there and does nothing. But I personally really love going aggressive with. Uh, criminal syndicate i think kingpin is a fantastic brawling piece like he's uh -huh. just so powerful like if he gets into you in a good place or around a point or something he's just gonna he's just gonna murder you throw you around and be pretty hard to deal with i love kingpin i think he's a really fun person yep um i i cannot fault the black cat um other i than... mean I, I i love goblin don't get me wrong. That's a great model as well. I mean, yeah. that's, you've got to factor in the you've got to factor in the models here. <laughs> uh -huh. And we have the space right now. Yep. And they are different points value. But my thing with Green Goblin is also he is another seven health pool. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's very good. I mean, with the with the sort of the Errata that RMG released last year, uh, he has become he's become a right terror for sure. I mean, obviously we're not using his leadership, uh, although. You, potentially you might be able to work out some sort of duelist. But with the fact that Pumpkin Bombs is now quite lethal, like quite, quite lethal, that, that extra you know, extra die really does unlock it because it makes Bag of Tricks happen much more often. And Bag of Tricks is a fantastic kicker. So yeah, it's really good. Really good. He's a really little character. And Trick or Treat is hilarious to do. So yeah, he's quite fun. So we, I don't think we're going to play it in this list because I don't think we want Shadowlands Dead Devil. Okay. Um, but there is a... We're going to have words. <laughs> well, I think we're just going to run out of spots. 
I agree. That is definitely a problem. I think Criminal Syndicate is a really fun affiliation for anyone who's just starting the game because you've got a lot of options. And with the addition of Shadowland Daredevil, you can really take them in a lot of directions. So, But you can play the Shrieken attack card that allows your opponent to move to cover. Mm -hmm. And then when they move to cover, trick or treat the cover. I see. So let me, and another thing you can do is, uh, we, we may or may not be discussing him, is Craven. Have you considered maybe giving him Corner of the Beast, then force giving him the choice of would you like to move and take a wound anyway? Yes. Um, but I think those are more conversations if we were going a little bit more fighty. And I think we want to play a little more scenario with Doctor Strange. Of course, of course. But it is a fun little combo, I'm telling you now. That's, uh, if oh, you're yeah. taking Daredevil, Daredevil loves, I think Daredevil loves Craven. Oh yeah, no, I think that's very fair. But do we want Green Goblin in this list? Because he does yep, have I think... a surprising amount of mobility with a flying medium on that medium base plus that hit run. Oh yeah, no, he's fantastic. We, he's another four, so we obviously we want to. I think we need to sort of offset our, our budget a little bit because obviously we've got the Strange, who's a five. So I think we want to go a little bit cheaper for maybe our next few picks. Yes, uh, and I have we have the affiliation pick that I don't think anyone's going to complain about. Bullseye. <laughs> he's ridiculous like it's weird it's really weird though i would just it's really weird how a character goes from being let's face it one of the worst characters in the game three points to being let's face it one of the best characters in the game at two points with just some very subtle changes that's pretty incredible so i had great success with bullseye before the change oh he was very dice dependent though wasn't he it was it was he was um yeah he was damage dealt if i remember correctly. it was the old version is that right so but he was a tilt machine. <laughs> okay, tell me more. I've had I had multiple opponents just lose the game because they were trying to kill a potting shotting uh, bullseye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting out of position, multiple opponents. That, I mean, that's the thing, and he's even more of a terror now. Like, you, you don't want to waste time on him, but you have to, because otherwise you're taking, like, two damage a turn from him. And it's like, this is really annoying. No, <laughs> Stop I doing that. I, I think he's a terror in a different way, because I don't think you use potting shot anymore, because you don't have the health pool for it most of the time. Mm. I, it's very much, a th I feel I use it if I'm still alive. Yeah, but that's rarer than when you are on three-point bullseye and could just generally get out of the first attack and then potting shot away and go nee, 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 poo, poo. yeah i mean it's, it's it's interesting because he's i mean he's obviously has terrible defense but he's got four wounds yeah. obviously marvel dice and marvel dice but a lot of the times four wounds if you go from naught to four is it's probably quite hard it's quite hard in one attack i mean unless you're hitting him with someone big and if you're hitting him with someone big you've wasted a lot of points to try and deal with a bullseye two-pointer I find he takes a lot of incidental damage before he gets attacked. Ah, okay. Incidental damage that, that that doesn't really uh, trigger uh, potting shot. Okay. Or he just had a rapid fire character who gets their rapid fire off before he potting shots. I mean, let's be honest. Winter Soldier is his nightmare. He hates Winter Soldier. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Agent Widow, so... Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, 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 I do like Agent Widow. Obviously, automatic built-in rapid fire. It's one of the reasons I like Punisher, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, the problem I have with Agent Widow is just getting her into people is is much harder. Whereas I, the fine thing with Winter, Winter Soldier is he will hit you from anywhere, and he's really good. 
the thing with Agent Widow, though, is she gives you VP. She does. If you've got three power, yes. Which is... If you ever get one attack off, you have three power. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's she she is she's a very good character. I think she gets a lot of, often like ignored and a lot of people favor favor Core Widow just because cheap too. But I think no, I think Agent Widow, especially since I've been playing a lot of Shield recently. Oh yeah. Um, I, I I like Agent Widow. I think she has her place definitely. And the fact that her rapid fire, which is very rare in the game, relatively is an automatic rapid fire, is is very good. Oh yeah. Um. So another character I want to talk about who is relatively cheap and gives us something that we will need with how slow our roster is right now. Clear. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. I do love Clear. I, I remember the conversation around when she was released, and even I think myself was guilty of this, was basically going, what is this character for? What are you doing? Like, there's no, uh, But actually, having played a lot of Convocation, I really love the, the Wizards, um, Clear is fantastic. Like, she yeah. is very... Like, people really... Like you can do a lot, a lot of things with Clear, and yes, she can occasionally kill herself, which is exceedingly annoying. But other than the, that occasional time that happens, she's a fantastic. Model. So she had the same dice math as uh, Red Skull on yep. her fr on his front side, and it's identical on both sides for her. She doesn't mm -hmm. get the kip up of also adding blanks when you flip over to the back side. And as someone who did an article on Red Skull about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, I have the math, and it's a 50% <laughs> chance to get zero damage, and then like a 30% chance for it to be one damage. Mm. And anything more than that is less than a 10% chance. Oh, no, th I'm, this is the thing. It's one of those things, once in a blue moon. It's just that when that blue moon comes around, you're going to feel super sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and even when she does like one eb worst case scenario two damage she obviously at that point she is in the danger zone as it were from being just like taken out again okay. with the soldiers everywhere um so but no she's a fantastic that aside she's a fantastic toolbox it's very similar to one of the reasons i love strange i wonder why yeah. they're so similar um it's because she has a lot going on on her card and she says you know what would you like me to do this turn i can do a lot of stuff for you and just the consistency of a turn one place with Criminal Syndicate, is very powerful to get them moving. Mm, very good, yeah. So yeah. Um, and then I think there's a character we can't not talk about with Criminal Syndicate because he's just so good there. Mm-hmm. And that's Lizard. Lizard, yes. Why is he not affiliated? Because he'd be busted. Uh, no, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is very, 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 very good. There's no denying it. Um, whatever. Just literally, the simplest thing with Lizard is I'm going to run him at you, and she's you can deal with Lizard if you like. He's uh -huh. really annoying to deal with. Um, so yeah, he's a fantastic criminal syndicate potato. Uh, he does a lot more than that. Again, he's not just a simple. Uh, I am block of wounds. He can be for sure, but no, he's a fun little character. He's got a throw. He's got a great yeah. throw on him. Size three. So uh -huh. no, he's he's a great he's a great little character. Yeah. So I think we get lizard in there. Then what's that last spot for? I want some spice in this. Spice. Ooh, okay. So what sort of spice are you looking for? Do you want to do damage spice? Do you want to have some more uh, sort of reposition spice? Do you want to have what sort? What, what sort of? What, how are you going to finish this off? So, let me make an offer for you. Okay. Of another healing factor character. Okay. Who is very quick. You're going to say Deadpool. And large. Oh, okay. Sabertooth. Sabertooth. 
fantastic. Well, another character who obviously is, is sort of a lot, we're dealing with a lot of the misfits of the Marvel Universe, aren't we? Uh, another character who I think a lot of people just go, he's rubbish, I'm not taking him. He's absolutely not rubbish. He's a fantastic character. He does an oh, awful yeah. lot. He's he's very fast. He's moderately tanky. He's obviously not the, the tankiest thing in the universe, but he does he punishes your opponent. Oh sure. yeah, like you, you can't just leave Sabretooth to run around and do his own thing. Like he will fall over for sure, but you know he will be a right pain while he's doing it. And I really like him. He's a really good character. And uh, the thing I want to note about him, which also, uh, so I ran a teaching game recently, and we had ended up having X Force versus Avengers as the teaching game. Okay. It was Cable Sabretooth. Deadpool and Omega Red. <laughs> okay. This is a teaching game. Is it is it teaching them to lose? <laughs> Barely yes. <laughs> uh, that's a very good comp that's a very good comp, I think. Love it. Yeah, no. So uh they were one point of they were a uh um uh, I can't remember who it was that they threw stuff into. Oh, it was the Moon Knight, because it was the Avengers plus Moon Knight. It was uh, yep. Steve, Iron Man, Moon Knight, and uh, Hulk. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Very uh, thematic. Moon Knight dodged four damage on a size four getting thrown at him. That's so annoying when to that happens. prevent <laughs> a tabling. Wow. Wow. So what you're saying is the secret source of this podcast is X-Force is brilliant. Take this list. Uh, so it was, so this was a teaching game. So we set the threat value and then we built the the squad. What did you learn? Yeah. <laughs> you learned that you're, you've lost. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that is obviously the thing. Obviously you set up a lot of parameters. You try and teach people the introduction to the game. And one of the things when I try and teach the game is ask people, what do you want to play? What do you want oh, to face yeah. against? And obviously the MCU comes up a lot because people know, people know and they're like, okay, fine, here's the Avengers, here's the, the Avenger lineup, off you go, pick your models, uh, and then I'll pick something uh, opposite them. And I usually I'll probably use Cabal just because there's a more, it's a nice yeah. uh, core box sort of thematic thing. But X-Force, what a lovely thing to show. So look, if you well, want to go deeper so into this was, game, there's a lot of models. So it was me kind of facilitating two, pl two new players playing against each other. Okay. Um, Sabretooth went off and did 16 health across one and a half turns on Hulk. Wow. Wow. That's some, I mean, that's got to be some, some crazy dice spiking or what was happening there? Uh, so he had 10 damage on him. Uh, 10, 10 health. Yep. Uh, sorry, 10, uh, 10 power. Yep. Uh, so he aggressive, untamed force, attack. Went back up yeah. to... Uh, did six damage on that attack. <laughs> okay. Hulk ended its activation, took a damage from Bleed. Yep. Then Sabretooth activated and did double Savage Predator getting the trigger both times. Trigger. So the trigger is tricky, but if it comes off, it's absolutely lethal. Absolutely lethal. Uh -huh. and especially if you can... If you have the power to throw in, like, No Mercy as well. Yeah. Um... Also, Omega Red 2v1 Strange, uh, not Strange, uh, Captain America and uh, Moon Knight for most of the game. 
Yeah, so I mean, we'll come on to it a little bit, but one of the things that Strange is really tanky, like he is really oh, hard. Yeah. You've got to dedicate the right people to Strange, like, and obviously physical is his his weak spot, but even then, he's still pretty good against that. Oh yeah. So yeah, his ability to shove shields up and heal himself is phenomenal. And just a saber tooth with Strange shields is a lot of HP. Oh my god! Yeah, five across the board. Nice. And suddenly I'm retaliating. And have healing factor. <laughs> that is that could be that could be a very fascinating little combo to try out, I think. Yeah. Um other fun ones, you have the uh classic um uh criminal syndicate gambit of get Ant Man on their back gamma turn one. Yeah. Yeah, I love Ant-Man. I think he's one of those characters. Like the thing is, he's in that very rare, very small group of three threats that roll six dice in their attacks. Yeah. In their builders, not the spenders, but their builders. I'm like, that is that's good. Come on, uh-huh. we got we got to be able to use this somehow. If you just want some extra chunk, you can always go with Black Dwarf. Yep, good. I think he's. Better, I think he's better elsewhere. I mean, obviously, we've got repositions with Clear, so we can do something with him. Um, I really like uh, Black Dwarf and Shield because aggressive okay. is is phenomenal for him. Uh-huh. Um, I think, but if you just, yeah, if we just want a slow moving mountain, he's he's a lot of wounds. He's a lot of yeah. wounds. Um, sadly, most of them are on his uh, flip side, injured side, not his healthy side, because he's still six, he's still six, and then six, goes from six to eight. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's an absolute mountain of wounds, and obviously you want more front loaded potentially, but he's six wounds with invulnerability. Yeah, yeah, and f- I think he's four three three. If I remember correctly, he's yeah, he's yeah. he's 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 tough. He's tough. Um, and then of course, if you also also on the tank talk, it's just classic Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, you get a, yeah, a little bit of a price discount there because he's obviously three rather than paying for some of the other things. And we, if we're paying for five strange, maybe we want to have sort of lean a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could even you could even put in um, shout out there for a Koye. Yeah. So Koye. obviously uh, not affiliated, but gives you another two, and we already have Bullseye, so we can sort of go for a two-two sort of phenomena, which is quite good. Um, a Koye is you know she's she's tough in the sense of her, her, her whole concept is defense uh she has a bodyguard if we want to keep kingpin or even strange or someone else alive um i think koi is a, i think koi could be a shout um and then also solo proxima midnight oh lovely lovely proxima midnight is she's a terror like she she's always in the shadow of corvus and everyone's like ah oh, corvus he destroys the universe and he does destroy the universe but the reason why he's destroying the universe party is because of proxima midnight and proxima midnight is it's fantastic. She's got a range spear throw. She does a her spender is bananas, putting out like a, a fountain of conditions. Like she's very, very good. Really like Proxima Midnight for three threat. I think she's phenomenal. Flat reduction plus stacking the strange shield on her martial prowess. <laughs> so seven dice defense. If you take no damage, deal two. Ouch. And she gives out poison for Mega Red. Yeah, yeah, that's something we should we should consider. So who are we going to pick? We have so many choices. That is the problem with this game, isn't it? There's just so oh, yeah. many options. Who are we going to have in that final slot? Who's going to take it? Uh, I leave that up to you, as you are the oh. guest. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I think, so looking at our list, uh, this is just what I've written down. I think we've got Kingpin, Strange, um, 
I think we've said we're going to have Hood. Yep. Um, I think we've uh, we're going to have Black Cat. We're we saying yes, no yep. Black Cat. Yep. We're going to have Goblin. We're going to have Bullseye and Clear. Yep. And I think we're going to have Lizard because Lizard. So then, I think. Look, I also have Omega Red on our list. And Omega Red. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So I think looking at the distribution of numbers, I want to go with someone a little bit cheaper. I feel like I want to have someone sort of counterbalance it. So I'm thinking of a three or a two. Mm-hmm. Um, who do I like? You know what? Interesting. Of the people, I do. I love Luke Cage. I think he's great. I really like Koya. I think she's phenomenal. But I think I'm going to go for Proxima Midnight. Yeah, it's that Proxima long Midnight. move. I think is is very important with how many slow people we are playing. That's right. It gives us the the slow sort of syndicate play idea player's ability to be somewhere else on the board or to be able to get into stuff. So yeah, I'm going to say Proxima Midnight for a three. Yeah, and she just synergizes with Omega Red so well. Yes. Um, so now let's talk about Secures, and I think there is an obvious one to go for. Ooh, okay. Which one? What, do we, what are you going to say? I'm uh, going to write, write it down under my piece of paper and see if we, uh, we agree. Superpower Scoundrels? Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, so I was going to say Gamma because I feel that we Gamma is obviously a hit and miss. Yeah. But I feel that with what we've done with Strange, particularly, we're making super potatoes. I feel that we can really box out Gamma quickly, so that it's just a nightmare for any other team. But yeah. we'll come back to that. So, Scoundrels, fantastic, great. I love Scoundrels. I particularly love Scoundrels because uh, I don't know in my local area, a lot of people play Guardians. And I'm getting fed up of being shot to pieces. So it's really nice to go, I've got cover. I've got cover. Rocket, get lost. <laughs> and this also, cover gives Doctor Strange a shield. Lovely. That's a, what, a, what a great little synergy there as well. And it also makes our tankier, tanky people even tankier. It's just great. It's fantastic. I mean, it, yeah, it's superpower uh, scoundrels. It is literally designed for Criminal Syndicate. It's uh-huh. perfect. I do agree with you about Gamma Waves. Um, gamma Waves, I'm going to put that in. Yep, Gamma Waves, I think. As I say, my thinking behind Gamma, Gamma is is one of those which can get away from you quite quickly, but I feel that Syndicate come into it with a bit of a built-in advantage because obviously while Kingpin, while everyone's healthy and Kingpin's alive and we are keeping him alive with multiple people, potentially Hood and Strange funneling yeah. healing into him. Um, we are effectively basically saying, you have really got to try and kill our models or box us out because if we are on points, we are winning so many points a turn. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, even, it doesn't even matter what the extract is. So I have turn to the person with Criminal Syndicate on Gamma. <laughs> so I, we play, it's really weird, we play a lot of Gamma Hammers. I don't know how, whether that comes up a lot. But it just seems to, people love Hammers because Hammers are fun. Like, so that seems to be in a lot of, like, uh, sort of casual games. Uh-huh. Um, Gamma, up until recently, was being played a lot as well. So we got to play a lot of Gamma Hammers. And it turns out that when there's 10 points available a turn, uh, it gets a bit silly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of won. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those games that can be very quick. Anything with Gamma is usually quick. Gamma Cubes. Uh-huh. Very, very quick. It's, yeah, they it was a Gamma very, Cube very game where I scored oh. five turn one and all 11 turn two. Good lord. That's mean. That's mean. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It can totally happen. The Gamma Cube. And I think that's sort of why uh, people have sort of stopped playing Gamma a little bit. Um, not uh, nothing. It's just because they feel a little bit the games are too quick. Like they can be a little bit. 
sort of hit and miss. If you can't control what's happening to you, you can sort of feel out of it um, yeah. in some ways. Um, but they are fun. They are fun games to play. If you're playing casual you know, beer and pretzels, having a laugh, I strongly recommend Gamma Steel because it's still one of the funnest things to play. Um, wow. so, and it's very thematic. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Proxima Midnight just went off. Killed one person, spear threw onto another person, killing them, and landing on the back point. The other person on the back point uh, attacked her. She martial powers, and the two damage killed that third person. God. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I mean, the, the spear throw is it's just so good for repositioning. Like, oh, she yeah. can just, you know, YOLO all over the place. And then I think finally... I think we want another big one. I think we want Terrigen. Very nice, Terrigen. Okay, okay. I like. I really like Terrigen with um, Syndicate. I think. Ter I think they're the bosses of because when I play Syndicate, one of the things I like to do is have as few places as possible because I want to put my potatoes on it and go. I've got a, a million counts as at this point. You have yeah. to have so many people here, or you've got to have so many repositions. I'm just going to score this. And with Terrigen, obviously, you, you know it's all concentrated in two locations. It's worth four points. Very good. You have to be a little risky, though. I will say with Terrigen, because if I remember correctly, Terrigen does poison, yeah. and Kingpin hates poison. Like, he it literally, he hates it to death, because he wants to have a little bit of power to obviously be able to do his invulnerability and stuff, and he when he gets poisoned, I find he's, suddenly, he's just sort of conks out, and he's like, Ugh. so stun and poison are, I feel, Kingpin's, like, things he hates, so do be careful with Terrigen, uh, but Terrigen is good. I, I, I play Terrigen with, with Criminal a lot. I really yeah, like it. Yeah, I think Criminal are number one on Terrigen, followed by Inhumans. Yeah, they can be really good. They can be really good. I just think they play the midline really well, and they have a just stack of characters immune to poison. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they're all good characters as well. Also that's, for that's, Kerrigan, a time, that's a conversation for another time. Also for Kerrigan, we have Omega Red. <laughs> that's true. Poison, everybody! Oh, no! <laughs> um, As for Extracts, uh, I know we don't okay. have a turn one play, but we have a fairly consistent turn two herb. Okay, yep. So so you can leverage the criminal syndicate uh, leadership to basically do pass the parcel a lot if you want to. Yep. Uh, you've got p people that like to sit on places. Yeah, great. I think yeah, herb is pretty good. Pretty good. You've got, you got options there for sure. Yep. Uh, and then uh, I think we like cubes. So I like cubes. But I don't like the damage, but I do like that we have healing. So it's sort of like yes, yes no, yes, I guess is my is my view on cubes. I think we like the points because we want to play quick games. Yes. The thing about Criminal Syndicate is they want to be done by turn three. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we have two characters, at least, that deal really well with cubes in Kingpin and uh, Lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have the healing from Strange and the healing from Hood. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we get, we've got ways around it for sure. I mean, and the extra power, you know, Strange loves the power. And as, as we've discussed before, you know, he, whether we put him a gem on him or not, but he loves the power because he's got a lot of toolkit stuff to do. You want to do everything and you can't afford it. And so, yeah, yeah. having that cube, cube on Strange is actually not that bad. Uh-huh. And then I think we go for the extract that acts like a secure. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, very good. So I can see why. So you're talking about researcher, I assume. Yep, research station attacked. 
Yep. So I totally agree. I think it is. I think they're phenomenal at it. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I think they are really, really good at it. I just the thing about researcher. I, if I wasn't to choose researcher, I would probably choose something like Montessi or something. Uh-huh. And the reason I would choose Montessi is just because it's down the line, which uh, criminal syndicate love to be all grouped together in a nice little line, which is perfect. It goes well with our extracts and things, or any extract that has something in that sort of orientation. Um, and it's slow and steady, which you know it's two points a turn probably if you yep. if you if you've got it. Um, and I really love the beam. Like I, I think yep. the beam is really is lots of fun. But I, I think it can't be denied. The king, absolute kings of researcher are probably criminal syndicate yeah. at this time. For sure. And just the ability to for uh, <coughs> Strange to pick apart the other team's uh, researcher tower is so good. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, he all he wants to do, he can fire off his, his builder and just push people off the researcher. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So I think we go with that. Um, and then tactics cards. Okay, a lot of choice here. A lot of choices, like eleventy billion. Um, so I, th- I mean, so I guess we should we start with the uh, the restricted. Is that should we go? Do you like to have restricted? I generally go character specific, affiliation specific, and then do restricted. Ooh, okay, okay. Tell you what, should we start with? Let's do. Let's do. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go the character. Let's do the character specific then. Which character cards do you what can't live without? You've got to have. So there is one that I want to bring up that I think is very good in this list specifically. Okay. And it's not one that gets a lot of play. Okay. Vapors of Valtor. Oh, I see. I was going to say the Cinnabons. So we'll talk, we'll talk. Okay, fine. We'll come back. So you want to do Vapors. What, okay, give me your pitch for Vapors and I'll give you my pitch for Seven Sons. So I Vapors is the defensive card and we want to stay as healthy as long as possible. Yes. And yes. it's having the defensive tech from all of Criminal Syndicate, plus the option to reroll any number of the attacker's dice after they've done all of their rerolls. Yep. It's exceptionally powerful. Yes, I totally agree. It's, it's a very good defensive card. I think it's, it's so, like we'll talk about with Seven Sons, it has the restriction on the fact you've got to have two buddies within two. Of yeah. strange which isn't you know if we're playing you know criminal syndicate as a bunch of blobs that's not going to be that hard nope. most likely touching fingers crossed um for sure and having that little defense i guess for me i don't like the flippy aspect to it i guess i like to know when i make a choice or a card or whatever i'm i'm making that choice and i know what's going to happen probably whereas i feel the flippy nature of it is a little bit like uh, i i can get uh, that but also it's so powerful when it goes off. Okay, well, let's put that in then. We'll put the, yeah. the vapors in. But I want to talk about Seven Sons because I think it's hilarious and it makes me laugh every time I use it. Yes. Cinnabons. So, so Cinnabons is this ridiculous card. It has to have, you've got to have, it's one of these attack cards. Obviously, they're a little bit notorious, has been not that great. But I think this one is, if you can get it to work, yeah. and I think in our list where we're having lots of buddies standing near each other around points, I think you can get it to work. He's got to have two buddies near him within range two and he has yep. to spend three. 
And then he blasts out this beam of unbelievable doom. It's a range five beam. Fantastic. Yep. It's power eight. And if he does any damage, they get incinerated. Yep. Like, it's just so good. It's, um, uh, yeah. So I feel for me, like, if, we, if you're playing something like uh, Gamma, for example, where everyone's oh, yeah. nicely lined up, or if you're playing, that's one of the reasons I chose Montessi, is if you're saying people like to line up and foolishly in a line, like, you can just, any of these ones we've chosen, researcher probably fine just yeah. blast them with this huge doom beam that just comes out of strange hits half the team and does a phenomenal amount of damage and puts incinerate on them which means even if you're not even going for aggressive syndicate it still means you can do that much more damage like yeah. they've got to be careful if you're running around with incinerate on you you've got to be careful oh yeah so um, i i vote for cinnabons i i think it's a lovely little card and i think it's very thematic for them as well i think so too um the only two other cards i would look at uh, uh, Hood's Gang, yep. which I'm not sure we need. Uh, so I would use, so I use Hood's Gang more in Shadowland Daredevil. I, yeah. would, I would take it in a generic criminal syndicate list because I think Hood is going to be feature a lot because he's really good. Um, and yeah, having that another reroll on top is uh, it's pretty tasty. Yes. Uh, the other one I'm looking at is carbonadium synthesizer <laughs> yeah yeah that's that that's good that is good no i think so omega red obviously uh he's, he's just he's just a big bag of tricks but taking carbonadium synthesizer just again synergizes with the fact that he's doing stuff to himself to do damage to other people but in this case he does stuff to himself and then heals and gets power it's phenomenal yeah so really good I and it's free yeah um let's talk about criminal syndicate character uh criminal syndicate cards okay I'm just going to bring them up on my little whizbit. Um, I don't think we want all according to plan. Don't need it as much. I mean, it's a very good card. Um, and and having even if you're not going for, we're not really going for damage. We're going for not dying. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really good card. We're going to generate quite a lot of power. We've got a lot of syndicate members. Okay. Uh, I. I... I kind of, I mean, I kind of like it just because it's so fun to be able to go yoink and uh, be able to go first. Um, it's quite useful if you're on researcher and things to be able to get the jump. Um, I don't know. It's very, very tricky, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I, I could be, I could be, I could be sold either way. So it's the thing. I think this wants to be a last activation team, not a first activation team. Sure. Okay. In which case, we will. We'll, I, I like that pitch. We'll put. We'll put it to the side. Um. The one I do want to um, side-eye is Cruelty. Yep, I was about to say, Cruelty is my favorite. Actually, my favorite. I take it more often than any other one. Oh, yeah. it's, just, it's just a useful little card to have, uh, just be able to you know, basically do this extra attack. Sometimes you just want to finish someone off or just be inconvenient. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's good for this list. I do want to shout out, just in general, No Mercy is a very good card. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it, uh, No Mercy is, yeah, is that, I mean, the new cards that have sort of come, I think that's one of the ones that came with Daredevil, I remember correctly, yep. is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, no, I, I think it is very good. Um, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's you're not going to be doing a lot of combat, that's not the plan of this list, yep. it's, it's trying to go a bit defensive, but you will, you can't not hit people in this game, usually, like, you're going to not just sit there and just get punched. Um, so I can see, you know, wanted to have power because power, you know, allows Strange to unlock his abilities. It allows Kingpin to do more stuff. It allows... So having power is good. And if you happen to have dazed someone, yeah, why not have no mercy? But we could say well, we're going to bench it for now. Not not, not feeling yeah. it. And we don't really have any of, like, the synergy pieces that make it work, like Carnage or X-23, where you can use it to automatically get off their frenzy buff. Very good. Okay. So that what about... does trigger before things like Paint the Town Red and Frenzy. 
Yes, yes, no, you're right, that's true. So what about my favourite, which is much maligned? I really like Shadow Organization. I think of this team, Shadow Organization is... This is probably the team that uses Shadow Org best. Okay, like it. You're, we're on the same same page. Yeah. Uh, what I what I like about Shadow Org is um, so Shadow Org has this really awkward timing problem whereby it costs two power. It's in the power phase, so if you go around picking up extracts on turn one, you can't you know, most of the time use it in turn two, and then it's turn three, and then people are in your face, and you're like, why do I have this card? Um, I feel that there could be an argument to be made that you can send your non uh, 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 criminal syndicate people to run around and pick up extracts and then you can have your criminal syndicate people basically stand on stuff go up to power two for turn two and then go shields up you gotta be within two you're not within two i'm invulnerable so and i think that is very powerful for criminal syndicate pl- the criminal syndicate half of the list to refocus on they don't have to pick up the extract they just have to be really hard to deal with on turn two because you basically go well if you don't have melee guys well, you're wasting actions so i think it's really good i really like it as i say i think you can play around the the, the timing power problems I, and i think it's i think it's underrated i also think later in the game you if you ever get priority randomly you can play shadow org activate dr strange and push two people out of shadow org range <laughs> yes because he has so much reposition to get people out of shadow org range yeah, I mean, obviously he's not affected by Shadow Org, so they can still do stuff to him. Um, it only affects Criminal Syndicate models, but it still means that he can help people who are maybe around Kingpin or maybe around whatever. He can basically make it an absolute nightmare to deal with the actual Criminal Syndicate half. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up, uh, as we get into generic cards, Advanced R&D I think might be good for us. Yeah, okay. So what do you think? So Advanced R&D is tricky to use if you don't have like a, a sort of a power generator unit, a guy or something. So who, who, what's your pitch for using Advanced R&D in our list? Clear. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Clear like can it. spread out a lot of power, especially turn two. Because like turn Ooh, one, yeah. she's probably doing the reposition. Turn two, you can spread out power and suddenly you're up to three power on a Doctor Strange to do either Cinnabons or uh, Vapors of Altor. You are, no matter what, up to two power to do uh, a throw with Kingpin. Yep. Uh, no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, clear as a battery. More yep. on board. Also, okay, so it has on. some great art. There's actually yeah. discussion to have about which art to use. Well, I was about to say, Vance R&D has been reprinted a few times, right? Am I right in yes. thinking that? Um, so we have the Shuri art. We have the Beast Art, and then we have the Infinity Watch Art. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. From the domain of Dread Dormammu. (laughs) So, yeah, no, there's a lot of lovely printings of that card. So, uh, I am, uh, yeah, I can go with that. Sometimes sometimes you just got to go with what looks good. Um, I think we are a field dressing team. Field dressing. Okay. Yep, I can see. I mean, field dressing is a very, very, very powerful card. I mean, it is usually better. It works better for wide teams rather than particularly tall ones, but it works for everyone. Um, and just being able to pop someone back in and then potentially get a heal off from one of our many heal bots. Yep. Or is, is I think, really good. I think really good. And that's our first restricted card. Is that right? Yes. So I shall put that down as first restricted. Yep, field dressing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love that. I love it. I mean, I, I also quite like patch up as well. Yes. Um, because I feel that, you know, again, you, you, as we said, Clear can be this little mini battery running around, basically just shoving her power into people, um, and she could be really good with that. So, uh-huh. I, but I can see field dressing being equally qu- quite cool. Yeah, I think 
fuel dressing has the power because you can, like, they've done all the activations. You have an activation left. Fuel dressing guy who hasn't activated this turn, heal them, go do something else. That yep. neither of, none of that takes actions, and then that guy activates and throws people off points, and it's still healthy for our leadership. Yep. yep, I like it. I like it. Um, also for Clea to play, possibly play, but also some other people could play it too, because I think it's such a useful defensive tool for us. Is psychic shielding device? Okay, okay, fair enough. I I did not even think about that. I have to say, so that's actually a very interesting idea. Because uh, cannot be advanced or pushed by enemy superpowers. Mm, okay, yeah. Makes okay, our pyramids like a lot harder to deal with. Mm, that is a very good idea. Gives Web Warriors a bad time, gives Enchantress a bad time, gives Modoc a bad time. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, there are a lot of push people in the game now. So, yeah, I like, I really like that. I, I'm surprised it isn't uh, becoming a lot more popular. Maybe people have yeah. forgotten it exists. <laughs> well, everyone, this card exists. You should think uh -huh. about it. Also in the defensive option toolbox is Sacrifice. Yeah, Sacrifice is really good. And obviously, shout out to remind everyone that Sacrifice does not allow your crits to explode. Yes. So it is, uh, it, you're going to take a lot of damage if you use Sacrifice, bear that in mind. Um, but it does mean, you know, it is sometimes at the emergency, I really can't afford you to die right now. Yes, important extract order, and we have the team to survive a Sacrifice play. Yep. Uh, and then I think we still have a second restricted card slot, and Med Pack is so good. Med Medpack. Gotta be Medpack. I mean, uh, for, for, the simple fact is we're, we're, we're layering healing on top of healing on top of healing. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do patch up, just be like, okay. I'm just going to heal so much, so many wounds. But I feel dressing is totally fine. Obviously, it still heals one. That's nice. Um, and Medpack. Yeah, love it. Yep. So that's a list. Yeah, pretty good. I like it. I like it. I would definitely play this for sure. Uh -huh. I mean, I think it's got phenomena. Now, one last thing we haven't spoken about. Do we want to talk about gem, no gem? I don't think we want a gem. I think our points okay. work better without a gem. I think, then... I think that's the big thing. I mean, I think it's an age-old thing. Certainly in Defenders, like six six points is it's a lot for Strange. It's so yeah. much. I think you just gotta, you've just got to wing it and hope he gets enough. Yep. Uh, so our final list is Doctor Strange, Kingpin, Hood, Omega Red, Black Cat, Green Goblin, Bullseye, Clear, Lizard, and Proxima Midnight. For tactics cards, we have Vapors of Altor, Seven Sons of Cinnabus. Carbonadium, Synthesizer, Cruelty, Shadow Org, uh, Advanced R&D, Field Dressing, Psychic Shielding Device, PSD, Sacrifice, and Med Pack. For Secures, we have Superpower Scoundrels from Sinister Syndicate, Gamma Wave sweeps across the Midwest, and Terrigen Clouds sweep across the city. For Extracts, we have Wakandan Herb, uh, Mystic Wakandan Herb, Fact or Fiction, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Research Station Attacked. So yeah, fantastic. I would play. I, I would play this tomorrow if I weren't locked into playing Shield because we're doing a league. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very much a sort of a lurker. I'm not a content producer, so I don't have any sort of handles as well. But I'm, I am in the various discords. Uh, I so if you yeah, if you've seen Discord, I'm Epic Chris everywhere. So if you want to contact me, Epic Chris, um, which is. Uh, the, the, the joke there, which is terrible, by the way, is because it comes from War Machine and where they would make a new version of a model and they would call it an epic version. And I thought it was hilarious. So hence, uh, well, that was younger me thought it was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> yeah, since, since of the youth. Uh, anyway, so I am Epic Chris in the various discords. 
And, and Skeletor you, is my thing. <laughs> yes. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me at as Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gjipped on a bunch of the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, you can do it at patreon.com slash Alexa White, where you can also get access to the Morlocks Discord, where uh, you can see all my custom projects. I've started working on them again. And so if you want to see some custom characters, come check it out. Um, along with me ranting and raving about many various different things and just general <laughs> chat. Um, and Epicris is now in the Morlocks Discord. I am. I am the true lurker. I am everywhere. Um, also, uh, once again, there will be an LVO Invitational that I will be hosting on June 11th in, at Mox Boarding House in Bellevue. That's uh, relatively near Seattle. Um so if you are interested, there will be a link in the episode description. Uh, and then if you want to email the show, morlocksmcp at gmail.com is where you can find me. And then finally, uh, if you want to see me playing something completely different, most Sunday mornings at twitch.tv slash games, you can find me playing Arkham Horror the Card Game. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Keep experimenting, people. Keep experimenting, people.